Good morning, it's Pastor Chris, Soul Revival, and uh, I'm not even remembering what week we uh, left off with last time, Um, just kind of uh, been out of it for this whole month, so uh, we're just going to say this is day one of New Beginnings Podcast, and uh, we'll have to catch up on what week and episode it is a little later. Sure did miss everyone. Sure miss doing my podcast. I miss having my morning time alone with Jesus. And my schedule was kind of hectic as I was on the road traveling and flying from here to there. And uh, it sure was an eye-opening experience. And, you know, it's one of those trips where it really wasn't what I expected it to be. It wasn't what I really wanted it to be. But it was surely what I needed it to be. And gave me a lot of time to to really think about things. And, you know, I uh, met a lot of people, a lot of new people. And uh, it kind of put me on the subject matter that I want to speak about this morning. And that is criticism. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture about it. And I'm just going to, I'm going to try to mainly just stick with the scripture this morning. I'm not going to add live a whole lot. But um, in in Romans uh, 14, verses 17 through 18, Paul is writing to us, and Paul says the kingdom of God is living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. Now, I don't know what old Paul was thinking back then, but... Uh, you know, I'm sure it will please God, and it will please your church family. Uh, it'll probably even please a lot of your regular family because they want you to do better and want you to see good. But uh, you're probably going to be setting yourself up for quite a bit of criticism from the world. But, you know, Jesus told us that uh, they hated him first. They hated him before they hated us, and we can expect it. We're going to get criticism and how we deal with that criticism, you know, it, it determines how godly we are or we are not. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that anger breeds anger, but soft words turn away wrath. And if someone's criticizing you, you know, it's it's you take it personal, but don't, you know, you have to consider the source, consider who's talking to you. And does their opinion really matter at all anyway? Probably not. Uh, And, uh, you know, as I said, one of the things I enjoy to, I'm kind of a smart aleck. And and so I just say, thank you for giving me another perspective to consider. And I I walk off now. If they're criticizing me and it's constructive criticism, then by all means, I want to take that criticism to heart. And I want to say, man, is that really how people view me or is that really how the situation looks or is? And, you know, constructive criticism is totally different. So how are you supposed to really respond? Well, I'm going to give you some more of the Bible. Yeah, I'm going to give you more scripture on how we're supposed to respond. Because in uh, the book of wisdom, as I call it, Proverbs uh, 12, Um, verses 16 and 18 that says a fool is quick-tempered 
but a wise person stays calm when insulted. An honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Again, there's the criticism just because someone's being uh, not so nice. And then there's the criticism uh, that's constructive and that's that's meant to help you. So then uh, in 1 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, my conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. You hear a lot of people say, hey, don't judge me. God will. Well, we do have to do a little bit of righteous judging, uh, you know, uh, keeps us out of trouble because we have to judge whether we want to hang around someone or not, be a part of their life or not, because some people will just suck the life out of you. And so we have to uh, be willing to just uh, back off, just back off and and don't don't be around for someone to to speak death into you. You know, words have power. We have to speak life, not death, but power to speak life and speak things into existence. And that should be positive things for our future and for other people's futures. And, and, and you know, uh, one of the ones that uh, I love, uh, we'll get into here in a little bit about that, but uh, you just want to keep your conscience clear by being honest and trustworthy, you know. Uh, this helps us shrug off criticism that you know is unjustified. If, if you're if your conscience is clear that you've done nothing wrong, and uh, you you're not you know you're not having to be convicted with bad feelings, and you're not just masking those feelings because you don't want to admit there's a problem. That's different. That's different. Uh, but it, it, the next thing I want to talk about is why why should I be careful about criticizing others? It's, you know, we've been talking about being criticized, but I want to turn I want to turn it around, you know, and, and I want to look at uh, why should I be careful criticizing others? Well, you know, one of my favorites and uh, is, is Ephesians four twenty nine where it said, let no corrupt words come out of your mouth, only those good for building up someone. In other words, it's kind of like grandma's old saying, if you ain't got something nice to say, just keep your mouth shut, you know? But uh, in James, which I love the book of James, it is uh, chapter 4, verse 11 says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you... criticize and judge each other then you are criticizing and judging god's laws in other words you're doing god's job when you're criticizing others you're thinking that you're god you're playing god and 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 you're just you know uh not supposed to do that that's god's job not yours and uh, there again a lot of people want to get ahead of god so often including myself i'm my own worst enemy at times but james is trying to tell us don't be out there speaking evil against each other. Like I just said, man, you got to speak life. You got to speak life into people, man. And uh, this is a hard enough walk in, in being a Christian and trying to live a good life and follow the instruction book. You know, as I tell you, this, this walk of faith that we take 
it's an open book test and, and God gave you the book. He gave us the book to, <clears throat> to be able to pass the test. We just got to open it up, read it and follow it. So let's go into uh, Romans again. And this time we'll go into chapter 14, verse 10. And he asked, he says, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Did you see how I emphasized that? He said, why do you condemn another, what? Another believer. In other words, another person who's trying to follow Christ, they might not be getting it right. We don't all understand everything. We don't all get it. And then we have this thing called life. And sometimes we just mess up. But if we're truly following Christ and we've got the Holy Spirit in us, we're going to get conviction and we're going to go apologize. Well, we're going to put ourselves in check. Sometimes we owe ourselves an apology, you know. Sometimes we beat ourselves up because we don't feel like we're good enough. And we need to realize, just, just look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, man, I'm sorry I've been so hard on you. We need that. Again, it says, why do you look down on another believer? It didn't say people who don't believe in Christ. It said believer. But we're really, you know, in my opinion, we're not supposed to look down on anyone. We're just supposed to help them, help them understand the errors of their way. And, you know, we are going to stand before the judgment of God. And, and you know, your mama ain't going to stand there with you. Your daddy ain't going to stand there with you. Your brother ain't going to stand there with you. Your spouse ain't going to stand there with you. Your best friend ain't going to stand there. It's going to be you and God, and you're going to have to answer for your sins. And while we're going into that, let me just say this. Once you have repented of your sin, God has erased it. Once it's sincere and you're hurt, you're upset, and you do not want to be sinning that way again, that's forgiven. The sin that you can continue to repeat over and over and over. Those are the ones God is going to judge you on. But he's also going to judge you on missed opportunities. He's going to judge you on why, how. I had this opportunity and I walked right past it. I missed that. That man needed money. That man, he needed a, he needed food and water. Um, that man needed clothing. You know, those are the things that you could have done. You may have had an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus that was really down and low and needed to hear the good news of the gospel. But we got to be real careful, you know, uh, back to this criticizing. We, we've got to be very careful and when we criticize, and we need to really pray about it before we do it, and we need to ask God about it. But, you know, sometimes when you, someone has an offense towards you, um, you need to pray and you need to research the Bible and find out, am I just getting in my feelings or do I have a legitimate beef here? And if I do, how can I criticize? How can I do it in a godly way? How can I do it in a, um, you know, with righteous judgment? I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm talking about righteous judgment. Is this person good for me? 
Uh, is this person, what is what they're doing good for them or is it hurting them and hurting others around them? So that's what I got for you today. I'm just glad to be back, guys, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow and what the Lord's going to bring for tomorrow. Uh, guys, if you're following our online pages, we are under construction. We're doing some reorganizing, and we are trying to bring you the best of the best because there ain't no junk for Jesus. When we bring for Jesus, we want to bring our first fruits and our absolute best. So that's what I got for you. Look, man. The devil's out there. He's a roaring lion. He's waiting to devour you. He is roaming around, the Bible says. So put on your full body armor of Christ today. Go out there. Be ready to rebuke the devil. Defeat that sucker. Kick him in the teeth if you have to. But you know what? You got to remember, God gave you that power to rebuke the devil. He gave you that power and dominion and authority over the evil one and all of his little demons and and things and he did that because he loves you don't forget guys god loves you i love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it peace out